Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the Full Metal Lockdown Podcast. Last week we had AJ Matter on the show. If you didn't hear it, he announced that there are four headliners for Soundwave next year. Uh, he didn't say anything about the two-day festival. Obviously, he wanted to uh, mention that on his own. But anyway, that was last week. This is this week. We have Wade McKay of Recall VOR on this week's show. We have part one of his two-part interview on this week's show. And uh, yeah, so what do you say we kick off the show? Hi, I'm Wade from Recall VOR. You're listening to the Full Metal Lockdown Podcast, presented by Tom Roberts, all metal and mostly Aussie. Alrighty, thank you for sticking around and listening to the rest of the show. As I said in the intro, this is episode 10, and we do have Wade McKay of Recall VOR coming up later in the show. Right now, I wanted to address something that happened during the week after my interview. I may have uh, tweeted AJ Matter of last week's guest, and uh, I may have said to him, uh, be honest. What are you, uh, no, I'll pull up the actual tweet, but in short, I tweeted him about Vivian Lee's, and AJ went off. Now, I didn't put any words in his fucking mouth, uh, he didn't put any words in my mouth, he told me what he actually thought, and I agreed with him, because I've never read anything to the contrary, I've never met AJ, uh, Vivian, So, I can't really say anything other than what I've heard. Now, if Vivian, on the other hand, wanted to uh, dispute it, my email address is public. It's fullmetalockdown at gmail.com. If he wanted to come on my show and explain how he thinks about it, he's welcome, but I doubt that will ever happen. Uh, Anyway, um, so the actual tweets that I... Got, uh, that I said to AJ were uh, don't hold back thoughts on Viv and mind you I didn't get a reply for like about 12-13 hours so like yeah but he's if you haven't read them you can find them on music feeds you can find them on Faster Louder actually no sorry I think Faster Louder were the only ones that didn't report on it uh, but you can find them on uh, things like Tone Deaf and, and uh, Music Feeds and a few others. But uh, yeah, pretty much uh, a couple of them said that I egged him on. I may have uh, fueled the conversation in the initial stages by asking him that question. But it's not like I said to him, uh, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. He's a grown man. He knows what he's saying. He knows what he's doing. He forms his own opinions. And, uh, yeah. That's all I've got to say about that. But, uh, yeah. Earlier in this week. Actually, earlier in... Actually, yeah. It would have been a couple of days ago by now. But, uh, AJ tweeted as well that, uh, he... Uh, his festival, Soundwave... After all the big day out news died down, because 
if you don't know Big Dow, it's gone next year. I don't really give a shit. I was more into Soundwave because it was more of a heavy vibe for me. But Soundwave next year is becoming a two-day festival. I think this is fucking genius. They're still running a Sydney and a Brisbane, a Melbourne and an Adelaide show. Starting in Adelaide and Melbourne. But instead of running over four weekends, or whatever, three weekends, they're running over two. Melbourne and Adelaide will go first. They'll run on the same day. And then the next day, the lineup that played in Melbourne will go to Adelaide. And the lineup that played in Adelaide will go to Melbourne. That is fucking genius. $120 if you want to go to the one day. $185 if you want to go to two days. That is not much money. It was $185 to go to last year's Megastar Soundwave, whatever they call it. Uh, but yeah, and then a week later, it happens again in Sydney. Uh, that The we first weekend starts on the 21st of February. Second weekend starts on the 28th of February to 1st of March. But uh, what's happening is uh, they will mix up the lineups again. So it's not the same lineup that plays in Adelaide, plays in Sydney on the first day. It's a completely new lineup. Same bands, but yeah, they're mixed up. Anyway, uh, so they play in Sydney and Brisbane, and then the on the Sunday they switch city. I say, Jay, what city you're going to? He's going to Adelaide and he's going to Sydney. A lot of people are like, oh, why favoritism? Come to Melbourne, come to Brisbane, whatever. No. If you look at it, Sydney is always the one with the fuck venue. They're always the ones that fuck up the venue. So AJ needs to be in Sydney. Brisbane can go off without a hitch and it usually does. Melbourne goes off without a hitch and it usually does. Plus AJ is trying to keep an eye on Adelaide. If you look at it. Like, he doesn't want another festival to fail in a... Uh... In another capital city. Because Perth is gone. He doesn't want Adelaide to fail. So he's going to go there to keep a personal eye on that festival. Now if you ask me. This is a fucking genius move by Soundwave. And like less clashes. For one thing. But like. Uh, uh, what was going to say. Yeah less clashes for one thing. But more bands. Like AJ said. On his Twitter. If you don't follow him. It's at I am not shouting. No spaces. No capitals. At I am not shouting. It's AJ Matter. Anyway. um, He said on there. Uh, more, more bands will come play. Because more bands want to play. In the night time. Because it's better. The lights look better from the stage. And. Uh, twice the dates. Means twice the lights. Twice the night time, I mean. Uh, twice the lighting potential. Uh, because it is being held over two days. You can have a double lineup. It's fucking insane. I love it. Well done, sir. Well done. For the first time in uh, several weeks, we're going to have the return of the Full Metal Lockdown Podcast Band of the Week. 
Yay! Uh, this week's band of the week is uh, a band that emailed me during the week or uh, during the week or last week, just after the AJ interviewed Ed. Uh, the reason why I like last week's episode is because it was the highest uh, listened to episode in the history of this podcast, but it also got me in touch with a few bands that I'd never been in touch with before. But believe it or not, I had heard of you. Uh, but anyway, uh, they came on my radar. Uh, they're called Carbon Black. Yep, and they got an album out called Precipium. Now, uh, I just finished watching their film clip, Fade Away. And uh, they've got a very, 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 very intense vibe in the film clip. It opens up. Guy in a Holden Ute, Colorado, I think it is pulls up at a cul-de-sac and is watching this uh, decent-looking blonde girl walking up a footpath between two houses. He walks up to her and he uh, uses what is perceived as chloroform rag to uh, knock her out, put her in the back of his ute. Now, uh, I kind of got swept up in the music, so I stopped paying attention to what happened to the uh, cute blonde girl after that. I'm sorry or something bad happened to you. Anyway, uh, the music is very intense, uh, but it has a drowning pool vibe to it, if you know what I mean, and that's a very good thing, that's not a bad thing at all, but it has an early drowning pool vibe to it, when Stage was still alive, and around the Sinner album, if you know what I mean, not not the new albums, but around Sinner, when they were at the heyday, and they were famous worldwide, that's what Carbon Black at least fade away the song the song that they've done their film clip to. It reminds me so much of Drowning Pool back in those days and that is a huge compliment because they were one of the best bands going when they were so strong. But um yeah, uh Carbon Black has members of uh I always fuck up this band's name, but it's either Necrofeast or Necrofeist. Uh I've heard people say it both ways, and I've never met the band, so I can never correctly say it. But if it's Necrofeist, uh, Necrofeast, I'm sorry for calling it Necrofeist, and vice versa. But uh, if you want to check out the band, go to www.carbonblack.net.au, or if you want to pick up uh, some merch or an album or whatever and have a listen, Go to carbonblack.bigcartel.com or check them out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash carbonblackband and I'm pretty sure you'll find the links to all of their stuff. But their album is called Precipium. It came out on, in March this year and uh, yeah, I suggest going to pick it up because uh, as soon as I get the money in my bank account, I'm going to get that album and I'm going to listen to the shit out of it until it fucks up and sets on fire because that's what I do to all my Aussie albums. I buy them. Don't illegally download. Fuck with. Support Australian music, bitch. Anyway, moving on from that, they're the band of the week. They're Carbon Black. Go check them out. I listed all their shit. Uh, I will list all their shit on the Facebook page, on our Facebook page, which is fullmetallockdown at gmail. No, that's the email. It's facebook.com forward slash fullmetallockdown. 
Speaking of the email, if you have any questions for the me or the show or for any of my guests that are coming up, hit me up on the email. It's fullmetallockdown at gmail.com or alternatively, you can inbox the page or alternatively, you can hit me up on Twitter, which is Tom underscore Roberts 1989 at Tom underscore Roberts 1989 now if you are following us on Facebook you will know that we're running a King Parrot competition in conjunction with King Parrot well in conjunction with Matt from King Parrot I don't know if he said anything to the rest of the band but I got off the phone with him last week after the AJ interview blew up and I said to him, I want to try and capitalize on the uh, publicity I'm getting at the moment. Uh, do you mind if I have a free copy of your album, Bite Your Head Off? And he said, yeah, 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 sure, go for it, mate. So I made up this little post that says, win, has a picture of their album, and it says, like and share. So if you're on Facebook... What you have to do is find that picture. I pinned it to the top. Actually, no, it will be replaced by this episode. But scroll down, you'll find it. Find it, like it, share it, and you go in the running to win a copy of Bite Your Head Off by King Parrot. That is fucking awesome. I would do it, but, like, seriously, if I win it, who's not going to call that shit rigged? But anyway, um... That's, uh, yeah, you enter it, your name goes on a list on the 15th of July, which is when, coincidentally, Matt Young will be on the show. Uh, on the 15th of July, I will cut out all the names and I will put them all in a hat and I will stir up the hat and pick one name out message that person, get your address, and uh, you'll get a copy of Bite Your Head Off by King Parrot. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of King Parrot, uh, I brought this back last week, kind of. I But uh, the tour of the week, the Full Metal Lockdown tour of the week, uh, this week goes to King Parrot. Uh... It's funny, the tour actually starts the day after the competition is drawn and Matt is on this show. But, it starts in July. It starts on Wednesday the 16th of July at the Carrier's Arms in Wodonga. Whoa. Uh, Thursday the 17th of July at the ANU Bar in Canberra. They're starting midweek on a tour. Wow, these guys are fucking awesome. But I'm hoping to be at the Canberra show, by the way. Uh, so if you're in Canberra and I and you see a guy with the walking frame trying to get around, that's me. Come and say hi. But uh, on Friday the 18th of July, at the uh, Tattersall's Hotel in Penrith, free entry, motherfucker. Hell yeah. On Saturday the 19th of July at the Coromel Hotel in Wollongong. Uh, Friday the 25th of July at the Ding Dong in Melbourne. Saturday the 26th of July at the Wrangler Studios Footscray. That's an all-ages afternoon gig. It's an afternoon gig. Uh, Saturday the 26th of July 
at the Barwon Club in Geelong. Sunday, the 27th July, at the Corova Lounge in Ballarat. Uh, Friday, the 1st of August, in at Vanderville Room in uh, Caloundra. Saturday, the 2nd of August, at the Crowbar in Brisbane. Tickets on sale at kingparrot.oztix.com.au. They have a fuckload of sponsors. The tour is brought to you by New World Artists and Extreme Management and King Parrot as well, obviously. But, uh, yeah, King Parrot just got signed to New World Artists, so good on them. Hopefully that means, like, bigger and better things because, like, they've launched the careers of so many Aussie bands that that I can name at the drop of a hat, but I won't because we don't have the time in this show right now. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, for all the information, go to their Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kingparrotband, and all the information is on there, or go to kingparrot.ozdix.com.au and get a ticket to one of the shows in your area. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting down right now with uh, Wade McKay of Recall VOR on the line. Uh, how are you going, Wade? Good, Tom. How are you, mate? I'm very good. I'm very good. I got married recently, and I'm nice and relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. Congrats. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, from what I've seen recently, Recoil VOR... Uh, he's in, back in the studio, or just out yeah, of the we've studio. Just, we've, we've just finished, mate. The EP is brand new, and um, we're uh, we're going to release it in the next uh, probably one to two months. We're just setting a release date now. Oh, very cool, very cool. So uh, it's only coming out on uh, digital media, is it not? Yeah, that's right, mate. Um, we're going to do uh, just digital, and we're going to do, uh, like, it's going to be a, uh, a couple of parts of EPs. So we just wanted to release uh, something which is available to everyone online and, um, and just do it in, in sections, in parts. So that's, that's, our, that's our goal. Okay. So uh, why digital only? Like, why not physical? Is that because of cost or just you want to do something cool and new? Well, to be honest, um, it's a bit of both because, you know, everyone's online these days and everyone wants it now. And I, I, to be honest, I, I love buying CDs, but I haven't bought one in a while because I just never get to the shops and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, um, and it's also part of the cost as well is that we'd rather use that for more studio time or put more into the artwork or, you know, into a show or something, you know. So that's, that's our sort of thought about it. Ah, oh, very cool, very cool. So, uh, why dual EPs or EPs in sections? Why not a full, like, feature-length album? Well, you know, our last album, um, Sleep for the Masses, it took two years to record and, you know, mix and master and do whatever. So, this time, because of... It just causes so much grief. Like, I mean, we're happy with the outcome. We're happy with, you know, the reaction and, you know, what we've created. But at the end of the day... It's just like we have so much stuff in the bank and we're always being creative with stuff like that where it's just like we'd rather just do quick spurts of things and, you know, we're planning on releasing, 
you know, one a year. Um, so that'll give us enough time to be creative, get more songs out there and have a natural flow to it rather than have this stagnant two-year bullshit that we're doing. Oh, very cool, very cool. So with that, we can expect part two next year around the same time? Um, yeah, we're aiming to get back into the studio either at the end of this year or early next year and, um, and you know, and, and pump out some more. But obviously we're not going to be rushing that sort of stuff, man. It's just we're aiming for for something like that. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We're just going to have a natural flow. That's that's our main thing. Ah, very cool, very cool. So uh, where did you record it? Like what studio? Uh, we recorded at Electric Sun Studios with um, Stevie K. He's our producer and a really good friend of ours. And, um, man, he just knows. He's on the level. He's like another part of the band. And we just uh, we just gel with everything from drums to bass, guitar, vocals. Um, it's just one of those things, man, that just works for, well for us. And we continue to push the envelope as mu- as musicians, you know. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Now, I, I want to ask you something. I've... I've asked you, or Evan, I'm not sure which one I asked, uh, it was while you were playing in Orange, so forgive me, it was while I was still drinking and I wasn't exactly sober at the time, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't drink anymore for the record, but uh, why was vo- Voice of Rule added? Like I know, but there will be people out there listening that wouldn't know why it was, why it was added. Um, because there's already a, a band called Recoil. I mean, they've got the, the different spelling or whatever that's that's um, located in Queensland, I believe. And there's also a couple of other bands that are in the States and the UK and stuff like that that are named Recoil. And, you know, one of them's, you know, uh, I think his name's Alan Wilder. He's from Depeche Mode from back in the 80s. He started a side project, um, you know, uh, just before that we named our band that. And we thought we wanted to have something which is obviously different and that stands out and you know we're not just going to be another recoil because you know um we we just didn't want to come across like that so we added the voice of rule and we thought that was very you know about us you know having having something to say about the band and and as people so we just added that onto it so why voice of rule like where did the words voice of rule come from or was that just something that you're sitting around and you thought that sounds really cool let's put that on the end well, we um we basically thought, you know, what what do we want to be? We want to be outspoken. So we thought we'd be recoil, the voice of rule. You know what I mean? V O R voice of rule. So that just sort of came to us um, one night. It wasn't anything that we thought of. Uh, we sort of forethought or anything like that. It's just basically, yeah, man, voice of rule. Like that's where we come from. We want to be that voice. We want to be, you know, that you know, outspoken sort of band. You know, like. Yeah, I've always wondered that because I've seen people forget to put the VOR on posters and after I learnt that yep. uh, the VOR was a part of your name, it really pisses me off when I see it forgotten. Man, man, it pisses me off too. And, you know, like, you know, as I said, there's no forethought to it. It was just basically, yeah, man, we want to we add something to it, be distinctive and everything, and then people leave it off the poster. You're like, I'm oh, motherfucker, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> so uh now a bit more about your personal history. Uh 
Would you be able to tell me your history in regards to, especially in regards to metal, your history in regards uh, about, uh, let me rephrase that, sorry. Uh, tell me a bit about your history, especially in regards to metal. Uh, personally, um, man, I don't know. I, like, I, it's, it's always when you're young, you know, like uh, my cousin would introduce me to Faith No More and, you know, um, I'd, I'd hang out with some older dudes and they'd have, you know, Metallica and stuff like that. So it all started there. But then, you know, we team up with, you know, the rest of the dudes in the band just hanging out and hanging out with their brothers and stuff like that. And it just all came together. But we've always wanted to play aggressive music and something that's a little bit different. So that's sort of how it evolved for me personally. And, you know, we're all close guys, you know what I mean? So it's, it's one of the things, that, it's a natural progression, mate, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, who started music first? Was it you or Evan? Well, it was me and my brother at the same time because we used to, you know, I got a shitty guitar and he got a, a drum kit from my uncle. He was a drummer, so he introduced my brother to drums and then we just basically started jamming in the, the garage, you know, and met up with dudes at school and stuff like that. So, we basically started at the same time, man. Oh, Okay. So, um, very cool. So, uh, what was your very first album you ever owned, like metal album that you ever owned? First metal album. Um, uh, let me see. It'd probably have to be the first first would probably have to be Pantera and it was, um, Fabian Driven. Oh, shit. Very nice. I love that album. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's killer, man. But, you know, before that as well, like I was I was into Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill and all sorts of shit. So you, you'll hear that diversity, especially on the new stuff as well, but it's still heavy as fuck, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people don't realize, people like Dying Bag and Phil Anselmo and Rex Brown and... Uh, Paul Abbott and all them, and Vinnie Paul, I should say, uh, they're not just into metal. A lot of their friends aren't just Zach Wilde and the guys you see them in the magazines with. They're into all that, uh, like Cypress Hill and things like that as well. They get their uh, influences from across the board, not just what people think they should get them from, if you know what I mean. Dude, I totally agree because I get pigeonholed all the time. Oh, man, you're a metal guy because, oh, man, do you like this? And you you must like that. And it's like, well, hang on a sec. I mean, I not only, you know, scream my head off or whatever, but I love music. I write a stuff. I listen to, you know, stuff that's not, you know, mainstream. You know, I hate the radio. That's one thing I don't listen to. But, you know, at the same time, man, like, you know, all the musicians that I've, played with over the years and met and whoever like small to big or whatever they've all got different influences and that's how they make creative you know music and creative processes from other people's shit and it's not just that one genre it's like you said a bunch of genres you know you can't you, you can't just get it from one yeah exactly exactly so uh back to the pantera comment on that comment uh Dime Day 2013, you guys were the headliner of one of the most epic lineups of Australian metal that I've ever seen. How did that feel to know that uh, you guys 
were headlining over people like Frankenbach and Red Bear? Well, dude, like Frankenbach and Red Bear are awesome bands. They've been around a long time, same as us. And, you know, it's just one of those things where we're, we're sort of honoured because we all grew up with Pantera and all that sort of stuff. So it was it was just like one of those things where like, yeah, fuck yeah, we'll do that show, you know, like... It was just, it's an honour, man, you know, like, I can't put it any other way. It was just, it was great to do that, you know, especially with other quality bands, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they they always, with Dime Day, I've talked about it in previous shows with Andy from Lord and uh, and Greg from Dreadnought. And, uh, I've talked about it uh, being in comparison to Metal for the Brain. And I've talked about it uh, yep. every year. Like they have Vanishing Point, they've had Lord, they've had Recall, they've had Frankenbach, they've had Red B a few times, and that every year they just come back with an amazing lineup every single year. And to me, it's one of the most important metal shows in Australia at the moment because once again they get an amazing lineup every single year. And they get they pack out the uh, the venue every single year. Every year, it's almost impossible to get in. If you know what I mean. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, like it's it's just an as you said, it's an array of bands that you know that we're all in for the same reason. Um, everyone's there for the same reason, and you know, there's no there's no shit. Everyone's there for the it's like one love, you know what I mean? Everyone's there for the same shit, man, you know, and it just works. Yeah, exactly. And everybody there, like I explained it with the interview with Andy, but every band there has to do a Pantera cover. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like the only rule to play at that gig is that you cover a Pantera song. Yeah, exactly. And we don't do covers, you know what I mean? So that's like the first cover ever we've ever done. And that's live or in the studio, you know, that's the first one. And um, it was it was cool for us because we got to do something different. But, man, um, yeah, it was, it was just a cool night, man. You know how it is. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't make it last year, but uh, I wanted to know what song you covered. So which song was it? Um, we actually did um, Warn of oh. from um, Great Seven Tranquil. Oh wow! You, uh, from the early years and from the latter years, usually everybody covers Walk or like something from a new level. Uh, Vulgar Display, sorry, or uh, Cowboys from Hell. You don't usually hear uh, Tranquil or the early albums. But so far, you're the third different band that has said something that that wasn't from uh, Vulgar Display or Cowboys. You know, it was weird, man, because like a lot of bands did, like that year, a lot of bands did stuff that was obviously, you know, what, you know, from the albums you were just talking about. But at the same time, at the end of the night, everyone expected everyone else to do Walk and all that sort of shit. <laughs> And no one did it. And everyone was coming up to us going, you didn't do walk. And we're like, well, we thought everyone else was going to fucking do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's <laughs> the obvious song with Pantera. So it's one of those things of, I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to do it. I believe that's happened before with uh, Dime Day as well. Like, all the bands thought everybody else was going to do walk and no one did it kind of thing. But yeah. 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 Uh, I want to... Yeah, that's it, man. I wanted to talk to you about uh, 
I've noticed it a lot. Uh, some people might not have, but uh, growing growing up in around the dudes in the band and and all that, I've noticed that Recall VOI have a very strong affiliation with the band Deprivation. Yeah, yeah. that's right, man. Yeah, you're all really good friends with each other, from what I could tell. <laughs> um, yeah, you, dude. Um, what was that? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, they're just on the same level as us, man. You know, they're just good blokes and they play good metal. So, yeah. fuck, man, why wouldn't it make sense, you know? So, it could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you played at their album launch. At least I think it was the album launch. It was a pretty hazy night for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the second time I'd met you guys and uh, that was the very first time that I'd ever been moshed in my wheelchair <laughs> I remember that I remember that yeah. Um, yeah I think that was the album launch that night man um, but yeah we always have a blast when we were with those guys you know it's every time we look forward to going out and playing at Orange when they're doing a home show because Everyone turns up, we'll all have a good time, and then there's always an after-party or something, and we just get fucking smashed as shit. So it's it's a really good time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, would you consider Deprivation to be, like, your brother band almost, like, or your cousin band or something like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, as I said, we're on the same page, man. Like, everything about those dudes, we just connect. And, I mean, I think they connect with a lot of other bands just than us, like, just, you know, other than us. But, you know, we've um, we've just got... We've just got a connection with them, man, and they're just good blokes, you know? They just... They do it well, and and they're just humble, you know? So that's that's what we like about them. They're just... They're not ego-hungry or dickheads or whatever. They're just cool blokes, you know? Yeah. I've never seen a band before, like Deprivation, that can lose a member and a week later have one in there that knows all their songs. They've done it a few times, especially that, on bass. That is crazy. I've got to agree with you there, yeah. Um, I don't know how they do it, to be honest, but, yeah, they just do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, with uh, when Ori w- left the band, um, I'll leave the details out, yeah, but when he left the band, uh, there were, like, four other bass players that were like, yeah, we'll play part-time till you get a permanent member, and then Jesse joined. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, and then um, you know, and obviously um, um, Albie, yeah, Albie left, and then they got um, you know, so you know, there's there's all that sort of shit. But to be honest, I don't know how they get through it, but they just, I don't know, man, they just do it. Yeah, they power through it. It's insane because Jesse, I think, is their fourth bass player. They started with Zag, went to Demo, went to Ori, and now Jesse. Yeah, he's their fourth, and then. Albie was the second drummer. It's insane. They've, everybody except Lockie and Ben has uh, is a new member of that band, <laughs> pretty much. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much, man. Um, when you uh, came to Orange in 2010 for uh, Full Metal Lockdown, the All Ages gig, I I was actually one of the organizers for it, but I didn't double check the poster. That was one of the gigs. It pissed me off because it was one of the gigs where it said recall, not recall VOR. <laughs> That's all right, man. And it was actually one of my gigs. <laughs> Sorry about that. But uh, was that your first time in Orange? Yeah, 
Um, uh, let me see. Uh, or playing. I think so. Then, uh, what about, it would have been the first or second. I can't exactly remember. I remember that show, and it was in all ages, and it ended up being they shut the doors because it was pretty packed out. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I can't remember if it was the first or second, but it was, it was one of the first, yeah. Ah, oh, very cool. Uh, uh, that was the first time I ever got to see you guys live. Was that the first time you had ever played with Deprivation? Um, no, I think we already played um, maybe about was maybe about a year before that. I can't remember where it was, but it might have been in Sydney. It might have been Orange. I can't. I can't remember, dude. But um, we've played with them so many times. I just lose track. Now. <laughs> That's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. Uh, I've se- it's kind of the same. I've seen them live so many times that when people bring up names of gigs, I'm like, I think I was there. It could have been who played. Well, I've seen them live, so yeah. I'm guessing I was there. Um. I want yeah, to ask. Exactly. I want to ask you about international touring because I know you guys, you guys like Recall VOR have gone to America uh, once. I don't know if it's been more than once. I know once for sure. Yeah, we we just went once, man. We went on the back of our um, album, um, The Will to Sin, and um, hooked up with a couple other bands over there and just did a West Coast run. Oh, okay. Uh, is there any foreseeable uh, overseas tours in the future? Yeah, we're working on some stuff now, but um, you know how it is, man. It's just um, we've got to wait for the right one and the right time and, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, but it's it's always on the cards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, is it are you trying to get back to the U.S. to do another tour over there, or is it more like Europe? Um, well, it's it's more US at the moment because we've got more ties with a lot more people over there. But you know, we'd never rule out anywhere if it's a good tour. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you guys uh, when you tour? Do you do full Australian tours, like, or do you just do East Coast tours? Um, well, we've never been to Perth, and we've never been to um, Northern Territory. Um, other than that, we usually just do, you know, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, um, Adelaide, and then we'll do some rurals and stuff like that. But to be honest, man, lately, um, we've been concentrating more on the writing process and releasing these EPs. So, um, for the moment, we're going to be a studio band and if the right tour comes up, the right tour comes up, but we won't be playing any, uh, any, uh, you know, full-blown tours for a while in Australia. Okay. So, uh... The best way to get a hold of Recall for your ears is by downloading these EPs. If you know what I mean. Yeah, you can get look, you can either Yeah, you can either go on our SoundCloud, which is, you know, bits and pieces from each album in there and you can stream it for free. Um you can go on to um our YouTube and watch our clips and, and get our music on there as well. Or you can go onto iTunes or Google Play and you can actually um and buy it there as well. Okay, so uh, the new EPs, they will be on iTunes or won't be? Yeah, yeah, it'll be on um, all the major ones, man. iTunes, Google Play, it'll be on um, pretty much every media outlet that you can think of. And um, But that, um, I'll definitely uh, talk to you about that 
um, you know, when we've got a, a proper date and everything, then I'll give you a track and all that sort of stuff so you can spin it. But, um, yeah, but that'll be all online. Oh, cool. Very cool. Uh, I want to ask you pretty much the only pure international question that I have on my list. Uh, who are your personal international influences? Like, on Rico, it says Bodum, Work, Pantera... Uh, but those are the band, uh, the band, uh, influences. Uh, who are yours personally? Personally, man, um, like going back to different genres and stuff like that. I mean, it can range from, you know, like I, I grew up with Head PE and I've been lucky to tour with them a couple of times, you know, so they're, they're, they're a, a big influence to me and who I grew up with, but, um, also, you know, it, it'd go back to Pantera, it'd go back to Slayer, it'd go back to, you know, um, you know, NWA even, you know, and that early grunge stuff. So, um, you know, I, I'm, it's a broad spectrum, man, but they all, they all influence me. Ah, oh, very cool. So, uh, you mentioned playing with Head PA. I you recorded with, was it Jared from Head PA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yep. I actually don't. Uh, I actually remembered that. I don't actually have it as a note here, surprisingly. But uh, what was that like? <laughs> oh man, it was cool. I mean, when we we're on tour, I just said, "Look, we want to do this song. Like, do you want to be a part of it?" He's like, "Yeah, for sure." So we sent him the tracks, and he was stoked about the song because you know we did a good job producing it, and so did Stevie. And we, you know, we just got it. We got our shit down pat, you know, and um. And he was stoked about it, and he just he did his thing on top of it, man. And if you go into our SoundCloud, um, they've uh, the, all the downloads are maxed out. You can't download it anymore, but it's been streamed like four thousand times. So I mean, it's quite popular. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you guys have played with bands like Static X, as you mentioned, Head PE, the Cottonmouth Kings, Otep, uh, and the Haunted, and many, many, many others. Uh, what was how did that influence you, like, playing with such grand bands, if you know what I mean? Like, how did it have an influence on you personally? Um, well, man, it's sometimes it's a little bit surreal, you know. You're like, fuck, am I actually doing this? Like, this is awesome. Like, I see, you know, I watch these guys' clips. I'm, I'm listening, I listened to these guys' music 10 years ago. I, you know, I can't believe I'm here doing it. And then, you know, you just... It's it's a, it's a big impact on me because um, a lot of those bands I I looked up to, you know what I mean, or still look up to, and they're a big influence in my writing still today. So it's one of those things where it's just surreal sometimes, but I love it, you know. I wouldn't give it up for anything. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So uh, Static X, was that more of a uh, overseas you played with them, or did you play with them when they came to Australia? And we played with them when they came to Australia. Um, that was, uh, I forget which year it was, but yeah, it was when they came to Oz. Okay. And OTAP, I remember uh, a review site was uh, like, oh, OTAP are coming and they're throwing with this band. I'm like, well, you left out Recall VOR and they got into an argument with me and they said, no, Recall aren't on that tour. I'm like, read the post of you, fucking turkey. And then they were like, oh, okay, yeah, they're on the poster right below OTAP. I'm like, yeah, you dickhead. I'm like, 
What the fuck? Really? Yeah, they got like really annoyed with me because I corrected them. I'm like, well, like, don't. They worked hard to get to that point. Don't dismiss them like that. Man, we need more people in the world like you, you know what I mean? Like, because that's the thing. It's it's hard to get to that point, and if you've got no recognition for it, that's that's pretty shit. But thanks for doing that, man. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we're, we're lucky to be on that sort of stuff. But, you know, at the same time, if you could spell our name right and we're on the poster, we're, we're sort of happy as well, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I I get what you mean by that, but uh, yeah, like like I said to him, you work extremely hard. I know from first hand experience that you work your asses off. You go to places like Orange and play in front of ten people, or you play in front of two hundred, like that uh, all ages gig. And like when you get to play with bands that are touring from overseas, it's a huge uh, compliment to how good you guys are. Well, man, like I'd like to think so as well. You know, I mean, like we're not, we're not just fucking around here. You know what I mean? Like we we put our, like our everyone sacrificed to be where we are. You know what I mean? And um, you know, when people will try and put that down, or you know, call us whatever name, or give us a shit review, or whatever, man, when they, and they have no idea or they haven't seen us, well, then that that sort of annoys me. And you know, um. You know, but you just got to sort of look past that and realize, you know, or why are we doing this for? You know, we're doing it for ourselves. Fuck everyone else. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, you got what? What year did Recall VOR start? Was it two thousand and two, or was it earlier than? Yeah, two thousand and two. So right now, two thousand and two, man, we we got together then. So you've been around for roughly twelve years. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we have, yeah. Wow. So, uh, what keeps Recall VOR and you personally going, like, especially, like, on the road? How do you come up with new material and things like that? And, yeah, is it lots and lots of, like, Red Bull consumption? Uh, or is it, like, uh, just you've never lost any motivation whatsoever from when you started? No, nah, man, I, look, I'd be lying to say that there hasn't been loss of motivation somewhere, but it all comes down to trying to switch shit up all the time. You can't do the same stuff all the time. You've got to try and be creative and challenge yourself. If you don't, that's where it gets stale and boring, and that's where you get the shits with it. Um, as, as part of Red Bull, no, I don't really drink Red Bull or any of those energy drinks. Whiskey, beer... Um, and if I'm rehearsing or want to relax out, uh, relax or whatever, I'll have a fucking, uh, a peppermint tea, you know, even now that sounds fucking gay as shit, <laughs> but that's, that's what we do, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, if it works, do it, man, that's all, that's my view on it, like, people, yeah, they, they might drink peppermint tea, but if it fucking works, fucking drink it, if you get my drink. Exactly, yeah. man, and that's. Well, that's that's the thing, man. On the road, sometimes we live on noodles and tuna and green and uh, green tea or peppermint tea. So you know that's that's just what we do. So are the four of you the original members? Because I couldn't find anything online saying anything to the otherwise. But like now that I've got you here, I might as well ask straight from the horse's mouth: Are the four of you the original members? 
Yeah, we're the original members, and um, and that's just about to change because Ad's on base. He's just he's just leaving. He's moving overseas, so he's he's quit. So, but other than that, for the last twelve years, it's been all the same people. Shit. So Ad's is gone. Yep, that's his last. This EP we're about to release. That's his last recorded piece of material he'll ever do with the band. Wow. Well, for those listening who's not sure which one Ads is, he's the one with the dreadlocks. He's actually cut them off now. Oh, really? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Oh, wow. Things are changing. I'm not sure if I can get comfortable. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Man, yeah, just listen to the music, man. You'll, You'll understand it's probably our best work that we've done so far and it's a game changer for us so we're really excited about it man that's cool do you reckon that's because you put more emotion into it like knowing that ads was leaving or did he break the news after you wrote the songs and recorded them um he basically broke the news after all the songs were written but it was one of those things where um, you know, we didn't know it was happening, so we wrote how we usually write. But in this, obviously, in this stage, we've written just going on feel. We didn't overthink anything. We just we put our minds to it and go, and th- that's where it's headed. If it's natural and it comes out that way, that's the way it headed, and it's just come out brilliant, man. Oh, very cool, very cool. So does that mean that? Uh, sorry. Does that mean Recall VOR are doing a uh, like a search for a new bass player, or do you already have someone in mind to replace him? We've already got a replacement, and um, he's a really close friend of ours. We haven't released it yet, um, but he um, he's already um, filled in a couple of times when Ads wasn't there, so there's a hint for you. I'm just trying to think. I have an idea, but I won't say it out loud because I'll wait for you guys to release <laughs> it. But I think I might know who it is. Uh, that yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do we'll do new press shots, man, and you'll we'll let you know for sure. Oh, very cool, very cool. I'll uh, put it on my um, Facebook page and yeah, and share it around when it's released. But uh, yeah, that Thanks, that was kind of shocking to me. I didn't realize that ads was leaving. But, yeah, life must go on, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, man. It, it It's just got to either keep going or, you know, you throw it in. So the thing is, man, we've been doing it for that long. It's like losing not only a brother, but it's if we chuck the band in as well, it's like we're losing half our lives. It's like losing half half your body, you know what I mean? What, what, like, what, would you, what would you do, you know what I mean? You've got a choice there, and... You just got to keep going or not do it at all. But we're too creative for that, man. We're too, we're too, too in deep with it. You just got to keep going, you know. Yeah, and not to compare you guys musically to them, but uh, as far as like the original members for over a decade kind of thing, uh, it's the same deal with a uh, band like Slipknot. Uh, Joey Jordison was kicked out of the band last year, and they replaced him. Paul died a few years ago and they replaced him, but they keep going, if you know what I mean. They were like, we're not ready to give it up, so we keep going. Not that in any way, shape, or form, you guys are the same as Slipknot, if you get what I mean. I wouldn't say that about Recall VOR, but uh, as far as the camaraderie between the members, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, that's the thing, man. I mean, you know, it's a big shock for us um, because we've always done everything together. And not only are we band members, but we're like, seriously, man, we're brothers, you know what I mean? It's like nothing... We all know how everyone is. We we hang out a lot outside of the band, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's it does have to go on. And, you know, even though we've lost a, a brother like that, he's still going to be, you know, a, a really good friend to us. And it's never going to change that way. The only thing that's going to change is obviously he's not going to be writing music with us anymore. So we just have to accept it and, and move on. But that's that's a motivation as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, if he ever does come back to Australia, will uh, will you accept him with open arms, or like n- not that? Not that I. Let me re-explain that. Will you uh, invite him to be back in the band, or will you say, "Well, no, this new guy is our new member, and he's staying permanent. You can just watch on and give us advice here and there." If you know what I mean. Yeah, I look. I I have a I have a feeling that that probably won't happen like that. I have a feeling that if he does come back into the country, that he will probably want to do his own thing. I think as as a band or as a as a scene, I think he's over writing metal music and playing metal music and the scene here in Australia. So that was part of it as well. Um, but to be honest, man, that's, that's something that I can't predict, you know what I mean? And especially if things are well, are well oiled and going well, you know, I don't think he's going to walk back in and go, I want my spot back. You know, it's just, I don't think that's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be cool. Okay. So, uh, for this week's episode, we have to start wrapping up the interview. So, uh, I'm going to ask you the, my last question for this week and, uh, this is the question I always end on. It's a multiple choice question, and you get to pick one of these three. You can either A, ask me a question, B, ask, or B, B, ask a really strange or weird question by me, or C, give the quote of the week for next week's show. <laughs> um, Alright, I'll go B. B. Be asked a really strange or weird question by me. Okay, wait. Have you ever hugged a streaker? <laughs> no, uh, no, I have not. <laughs> I I thought that that was the weirdest question that popped in my head a few minutes ago, and I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget it. Everybody always picks B, and I never have anything prepared, so I'm always sitting there for like a minute, going um, 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 and then I always pretty much just ask them what underwear they're wearing. But uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> the only time I've ever been prepared for that question. <laughs> so, uh... Oh, man, well, you, you did well, you did well. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, so that's week one of our interview with Wade McKay of Recall VOR, and he'll be back next week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, next week. I'm not taking any breaks until the end of this season. And so, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Wade. Anytime, Tom. Thanks for the time, mate. No, you're all right. You're all right. So, uh... Well, man, um, we've got the... As I said, we've got the new EP coming out, so 
I'll keep you in the loop with that, and everyone just go check out our social media and all that sort of shit, and um, get, and keep in the loop, you know, and um, we'll have some some new stuff coming out real soon. Yeah, cool, cool, and uh, I'll uh, clue everybody into what your uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, all the links are and everything, and yeah, alrighty, thanks, Wade. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for your time, man. No, you're right. <laughs> Please hang up and try again. So that's part one of the interview with Wade McKay of Recall VOR. If you want to check out any of Recall's stuff, uh, go to their Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Recall VOR. No dots, no spaces, just Recall VOR. And uh, give them a like, give them a look. You won't uh, be disappointed. You can go their about section and I'm pretty sure you can get the links to their website which is www.recallvor.com and from there you can pretty much get all the links to their like big cartel their uh, their twitters uh, the band and all their personal twitters are Measure on there. I'm just going to the website at the moment to have a look around. But like I said during the interview, I was going to drop all the social media links, so I might as well go there and find out what their twitters are. I've been tweeting back and forth with their band and Wade over the last few weeks, so uh, I should actually know their twitters. Uh, if you want to check out mine, it's at Tom Robert Tom underscore Roberts nineteen eighty nine. But Recalls is at Recall the Band, and Wade's is at Wade VOR. Yeah, sorry, at Wade RVOR, which obviously stands for Recall Voice of Rule. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so like I said, that's part one of the interview with Wade. Uh, we have part two next week. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's about just as long, so we can expect some pretty cool shit out of that. Uh, in new news this week is I got two new tattoos. Yep. Uh, one, uh, I didn't pay for either of them. I'm blessed like that. My last, like, uh, one, two, three, four, four or five tattoos I'm paid for. Uh, be the way, one's my wedding ring. I got uh, the date tattooed to my finger with uh, the waveform of my wife, my new wife saying the words, I do. Uh, the the image representation of the waveforms tattooed to my finger. Didn't pay for it. I traded Machine Heads The Blackening signed, personally signed by every member of the band, though, including the original bass player, including Rob Flynn. Um, yeah, I I think it was a good trade, actually. I think it was a really good trade. Uh, I uh, I kept offering the tattooist money on top for the tattoo, but, uh, because I believe that the tattoo is worth more than what the album was, but he said, no, no, the leftover is a gift. My other new tattoo is my right pack, got tattooed, pretty much covered in my family coat of arms. My uh, groomsman, my best man, I should say, 
my best man uh neglected to throw me a uh bachelor party and instead of that they gave me a tattoo of my family coat of arms, my family crest, on my chest. And I was very happy with that. That was a very good trade for me. Anyway, because I love tattoos. And, uh, yeah. Riddle me this. I've got seven tattoos, but I've sat down in the chair, uh, 12 to 13 times. And I've never had a touch up. How is that possible? Anyway, um, and, uh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot where I was at for a second there. But, yeah. Uh, one thing I want to bring up was, uh, something that I did bring up in last week in the interview with Ray J. And it's something that I brought up on Facebook. Uh, and I'll bring up again on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash full metal lockdown, by the way. So, if you don't already like it, go there and like it. If you don't. If you have friends that don't like it, tell them to go there and like it and all that. And get involved in the discussion. Uh, the discussion is, Pantera, should or will they reform? Now, AJ brought up a way that I hadn't thought of it before. Uh, he brought up they should because there are two to three generations that have never heard the band before. Um, yeah, I agree, somewhat agree with that. Uh, there are a lot of people out there who believe that if they reform with Zach, there will be a, uh, it will be like spitting in the face of Dimebag. But I believe if Dimebag was still alive, he would say, yeah, fuck, Zach's the only one that can do it. But that being said, uh, here's another aspect of the conversation. What if Zach won't or can't do it? Who else should do it? I've heard Greg Trebet from uh, Mudvayne and Hell Yeah brought up. Uh, he's former Hell Yeah. He, he's no longer in the band. But I've heard his name being brought up. Uh, from memory, he's a huge Dimebag fan. He's a huge... Uh, Dimebag supporter, and he has a very extensive collection of Deans. But, uh, yeah, should they reform? Hit me up on Twitter, at Tom underscore Roberts 1989, or hit me up on the Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash full minute lockdown, hit us up on the wall, inboxes, whatever. Email me at fullmetallockdown at gmail.com, and, yeah, we'll try and, uh, We'll, we'll try and get a conversation going about this. Uh, should Pantera reform? Or will they reform for that matter? And uh, if Zach can't do it, who should be there instead of Zach? Yeah. So, uh, we're almost done with the show. Well, shit, we're almost done with the season. Uh, for those of you who don't know... And I'm expecting a few new listeners this uh, episode. But there are only 13 episodes in this season. See, uh, Full Metal Lockdown podcast isn't like other podcasts. It only runs in season blocks. Just like your favorite TV shows. And it's, uh, for a couple of reasons. 
so I don't miss out on, uh, so I don't run out of Australian metalheads, uh, and so that I double up on bands as little as possible, so that I don't run out of topics to, uh, to talk about, because I, I jibber-jabber quite a bit, and, uh, on a more personal level, I am disabled, I, uh, am finding it harder and harder to do things, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, just need to take a break every now and again, um, yeah, and, uh, that's the reason why, yeah, that's the reason that I don't like talking about, uh, either way, uh, season two, uh, we already have two confirmed guests already, yeah. Uh, one of them I'm extre- uh, both of them I'm extremely excited about. One of them I can't believe is going to be on the show. Uh, another one is a member of probably my favorite Australian metal band of all time. Uh, and if you don't know who they are, follow us on Facebook, and you'll probably find out. Yeah, we'll listen back to the old shows because I don't hide the fucking secret. Anyway, uh, yeah, so season two, two confirmed guests, um, a third semi-confirmed, and I'm in talks about four others, um, so that would be all of season two worked out already, uh, so I can, can confirm that the Full Metal Lockdown podcast will have a season two right here at, uh, at the Podbean website, which is, uh, shit, what is it? I think it's fullmetallockdown.podbean.com.au. I don't know. I just post links. But I go to iTunes, download it free. It's all free of charge. And this is listener and, how did they put it? Uh, subscriber and listener supported. So, in other words, I do this for you for free every week. And, yeah, I don't get paid for this shit. The, uh, before we leave, the final thing I want to talk about is fucking keyboard warriors. Sorry. I'm feeling rather pissed off about this at the moment. Um, well, with the publicity... I was expecting it with the publicity last episode. God, I was expecting it. There were a couple of uh, people who were just fuckheads for the sake of being fuckheads. And you know who you are. My email, you listen to the podcast, obviously. My email was out there. My Twitter was out there. You could have gone to the, you knew what the podcast was called. You could have searched it in Google. You could have searched it on Facebook. You could have inboxed me and said it to my face. But instead, you said it like a fucking coward on a fucking podcast, on a fucking comment on a third party's website. Be a fucking man, say it to my face, you bitch. But anyway, uh, yeah. I was actually told not to comment on those uh, message boards and comment sections and things like that. Because it would be like throwing a litre of blood into a pool of great white sharks. And I took that advice because I'm not fucking stupid. But anyway, uh, yeah, so you know who you are. You're a fuckhead. My email 
is fullmetallockdown at gmail.com. My Twitter is Tom underscore Roberts at 1989. My, uh... Facebook is facebook.com forward slash full metal lockdown. Inbox me, tweet me, email me. I don't give a fuck. Don't hide it in the comment section. Face me directly, bitch. Anyway, uh, sorry, keyboard warriors pierce me off. Be a fucking man, be a fucking lady, uh, and fucking suck up and fucking ovary up. And by the way, I. Uh, yeah, uh, my wife and I are both in complete uh, agreement with this. Calling someone a girl is not an insult. Have you ever been? Have you ever seen a woman give birth? I'd rather be called a pussy than a dick. Like a vagina goes through hell. A dick does nothing. It hangs there and gets hard sometimes. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, on next week's show, Wade McKay part two. We are, uh, I'm going to talk a lot more shit about a lot more shit. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think that's the end of the show. It is. We've got nothing else to talk about. Holy shit. So, uh, yeah. Goodbye. I love you.